Welcome to the Mornings with Sue and Andy podcast for Friday, August 26th. We begin with an update on news making headlines south of the border. We catch up with Jackson Prosco, Global News Washington Bureau Chief, for details on a busy week in the U.S., including this week's FBI search of Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago property. Next, it's Pride Week in Calgary, so we learn about one of the premier events that kick off the week, the Pride Patio Party, and the organization it benefits called the End of the Rainbow Foundation. And finally, it's a chance to make sure every child heads back to school with the supplies they need for a successful year. We speak with Dr. Martha Hart about her ambitious project that will distribute over 700 backpacks filled with supplies to kids in need and how you can help out. U.S. President Joe Biden announcing a student loan forgiveness plan this week. With details on that and all things U.S. politics, we're joined once again on this Friday morning by Global News Washington Bureau Chief Jackson Prosco. Hi, Jackson. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. Let's talk first about that student loan forgiveness plan. Uh, A big one to try and tackle student debt, but boy, at a big, big price tag. Yeah, I mean, we're talking, you know, a $300 billion handout. Uh, But at the end of the day, uh, you know, the cost of college tuition in the U.S. is astronomical. And it is something that really hampers uh, the ability for people to, for example, purchase a home, to move around within the workforce. Uh, It is something that has been called for for a long time, some sort of student debt relief. And, uh, you know, I have to tell you just anecdotally, I know many people who are my own age who went to, you know, school here in the U.S. who are still saddled with tens, if not hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt just to achieve their professional lives. Jackson, you mentioned many people, you know, of your age, and I'm sure you, you add to that younger and, and even older. There's got to be a lot of people that could be eligible. So would this move perhaps even help President Biden's approval rating? Yeah, it's sort of a mixed bag there. It only applies to people earning less than $125,000 per year, and it's only $10,000 in relief for most, $20,000 for certain grant recipients. But it is the kind of thing that progressives in the Democratic Party have really been calling for. In fact, they've been calling for complete student debt relief. So some are happy that it's a step in the right direction. Some are upset that it's going too far. And, of course, uh, or sorry, not going far enough. And some are upset, of course, uh, saying that, hey, I paid off my debts myself. I work hard to do that. Why are other people getting a handout. So wide range of opinions, but I think at the end of the day, it's the type of action that will likely galvanize young progressive voters who might have tuned out, who might be disillusioned with where the Democratic Party is at right now. Interesting. Okay, let's change gears a little bit, talk about, well, the biggest story really over the past couple of weeks, and that's the FBI investigation into former President Donald Trump, uh, Donald Trump all of those uh, documents that were form, uh, found at his Mar-a-Lago estate, etc. What's the latest? Yeah, uh, sometime in the next uh, three hours, we will actually get the affidavit, the underlying affidavit that was used to authorize the search warrant released. Now, this is going to be a redacted form. The Justice Department essentially said uh, we can't release it, uh, you know, clean because uh, it would reveal who our sources are, who our witnesses are. Uh, It could jeopardize uh, the the safety of those witnesses and of the FBI agents. And essentially, it would tell, uh, you know, Trump and others exactly where the investigation is headed while it's still underway. So they reached a compromise with the judge where they're going to release a redacted form. And it's pretty likely that the judge is going to err on the side of caution here. And what is released uh, probably won't tell us a lot. But we are hoping for some hints as to the scope and breadth and depth of this investigation uh, as this is released at some point today. You you said it'll give us some indication of where it's headed. Where where, Nobody knows that answer until we do see the next step, hopefully in the next few hours, as you mentioned, Jackson. But what are some of the possibilities? Could he be criminally charged? Could this, you know, involve jail time? 
Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's a, a, a real possibility that uh, there are multiple criminal investigations here. And we know that because there are at least three different statutes that Trump and his associates are being investigated under, uh, including a, a section of the Espionage Act for essentially uh, retaining or mishandling classified defense materials. That's just one example. Uh, so I think there is some suggestion that there could be prosecution there. But the Justice Department has kind of made it clear they're actually in the really early initial stages of their investigation right now. And we, we sort of learned from reporting this week that there were about 700 documents that Trump took with him to Mar-a-Lago, many of them top secret or uh, even more classified than that. Uh, and he was asked repeatedly to turn them over. His lawyers signed documents saying they had surrendered everything. And then, of course, the FBI swooped in and found hundreds of, doc hundreds of documents more. So it seems like someone is probably going to get in trouble at the end of the day for this to some degree. But it also seems like what was out there was so classified that the, the, the Justice Department was essentially desperate to recover it and secure it properly mm -hmm. and not just have it sitting in a basement storage room uh, at a, a, a resort where anybody could conceivably access it. Wow, that one's ongoing for sure. Let's talk about NASA's Artemis mission launches on Monday. This is a pretty exciting rocket launch coming our way. Yeah, back to the moon we go. Uh, this is going to be an uncrewed test mission. It's about 42 days long, but it's really testing the uh, capsule and the rocket that will eventually take astronauts back to the moon. Uh, the goal, of course, is twofold. Uh, one, of course, is to get astronauts back on the moon by about uh, 2025, including the first woman who will step foot on the moon in that time. Canada is also uh, a big part of this. Uh, Canada is uh, building a rover that will explore uh, the polar regions of the moon. Uh, Canada is also part of building the Lunar Gateway, which is essentially a space station that's going to be stationed out uh, closer to the moon and orbit the moon. And Canada is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, supposed to also have astronauts on board the Artemis missions at later dates when they start sending crew up as well. So there's a big Canadian component to all of this. Uh, pretty exciting news, both at the Canadian Space Agency and at NASA. Well, you mentioned 2025. I guess we've got a few more years to train for this mission and, and make it to Mars, I mean to the moon rather, uh, to, together. That'd be fun. Uh, let's uh, back on Earth. Uh, the economy is something that has been in focus over the past several months. What is the latest and the word recession? Is it still being bandied about? Yeah, good news, bad news. The good news is that inflation is slowing. Unemployment remains super, super low. Uh, the job market very tight right now, and it's actually hampering employers. The bad news, though, is that GDP is shrinking, and yeah, the signs of a recession are, are growing. I think there's a kind of a mixed bag of feelings from economists, and they're sort of torn as to whether this is going to be a big recession or really kind of a shallow, mild recession. One kind of indicator of where things are headed right now is actually the housing market where, uh, you know, things have really slowed down, but prices haven't fallen. So kind of a mixed bag, and it gives you a sense that nobody is quite sure where this is going to head. We're getting more and more news, Jackson, about uh, Ukraine's nuclear power plant occupied by Russian forces, uh, disconnected from the country's power grid Thursday, first time ever, and experts talking about going to visit the facility because they're worried about a potential nuclear accident. What's the U.S. take on this? Yeah, the U.S. is deeply concerned about that as well. Uh, j just this week, uh, Biden announced another $3 billion in U.S. military aid to Ukraine. Uh, what's kind of interesting is that they're sort of feeling like the tables are really starting to turn here now as Ukraine is launching more and more strikes uh, into Russian-controlled territory in occupied Crimea, in the occupied Donbass, for example. And that's a result of the long-range artillery that the U.S. gave to Ukraine. And then the U.S. is also essentially providing real-time intelligence information 
information to the Ukrainians to help them to, to decide what to target. So there's sort of a sense that, hey, they might be able to turn this around and really sort of make inroads. And uh, you kind of get the sense that Russia is perhaps more concerned about this today. Uh, just this week, for example, they announced plans to increase the size of their military by about 175,000 personnel uh, over the next year or two. Incredible times. Lots of ground to cover. Thank you. Thanks for your time this morning, Jackson. Have a great weekend. You too. Jackson Prosco, Global News, Washington Bureau Chief. The end of the Rainbow Foundation in conjunction with the Center for Newcomers, uh, all part of the hosting of the annual TD Inglewood Ramsey Pride Patio Party as we get ready for Pride in the city of Calgary. To tell us all about this specific event, we're joined this morning by Kelly Ernst, who is president of End of the Rainbow Foundation. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Let's talk a little bit about the foundation itself, because there may be some people out there who still haven't heard of it. You guys do amazing work. Tell us about End of the Rainbow Foundation. Yeah, the biggest thing that we're known about is our project called the Calgary Rainbow Railroad Station. And what we do is we privately sponsor refugees from around the world um, and bring them here to Calgary. And in that project, the refugees are all LGBT refugees. Um, During the COVID period, of course, we had trouble getting people through the border, but um, now that um, COVID is done, um, things are opening up. So we're supporting refugees that are not only privately sponsored, but also that have arrived here in a whole bunch of different ways and um, our refugee claimants and other types of refugees. Um, and so um, uh, what we're doing on Monday is having a, a, a big fundraiser to ensure that we can pay for all of the expenses that uh, it takes to, you know, do this effort um, and bring the people here. Um, And this year we're really proud of our refugees because Pride Calgary has selected 20 of our refugees to be the Pride Marshals. So they'll be walking at the front of the Pride Parade um, and um, being um, hailed as, you know, heroes um, who had to face persecution around the world and then come here. So we're really, we're really proud this year of our refugees. Love it. Yeah, and Calgarians want to do, Kelly, what they can. But, of course, as you mentioned, there is a cost involved to, to do your work. Can you break down the cost? For example, how much does it cost to help uh, you know, a refugee out in this manner? Yeah, so it is costly. So the federal government wants to make sure that people are supported for a 12-month period when they come here to Canada. Um, and that has to happen privately when we're doing a, a private sponsorship. And so those costs involved in just supporting the, a single person, for example, can be you know fifteen to twenty thousand dollars to do that because we have to give that person um, a twelve month stipend to make sure that they can get settled here. And during that period, um, you know they have to you know do things like learn English right away, look for a job, and um, secure employment and housing and all of those different things. And, you know, all of those things um, cost money. And so that's what we're um, involved with doing and supporting um, with each of the refugees. And that's why we need to have an annual fundraiser to ensure that we can support everyone that comes. And then the refugee claimants that are here that... um, um, apply for asylum when they're here in Canada, they need a similar level of support um, because governments in um, Alberta and um, the federal government as well don't support them. So they don't get any um, government
government-assisted um, refugee support. They, you know, can't take um, link classes and so on and so forth. So we have to set up services in other ways and um, to get them um, settled as well. So um, both types of refugees cost a lot of money, actually. Kelly, you and I, anybody who's a member of the LGBTQ community understands how lucky we are to live in Canada. So many other countries still persecute people simply for being part of that community. So tell us about the party, how we can help out and have a little fun along the way as we celebrate Pride in Calgary. Yeah, the the party is um, at Old Beautiful Brewery um, in Inglewood. um, And we're calling it Mingle in Inglewood. Um, And the really big thing about the party is to get together and have fun and mingle with one another. The people that I've attended over the past few years say that the big thing that they really like is is really just doing that. So um, we have already over 500 people registered. We have room for more. Um, so please come um, on Monday from 6 till 10 p.m. because um, we're hoping that this year we can raise over $100,000 um, at the party and before and after. Um, to um, support the refugees that are coming. Um, And as you can imagine, the refugees that are coming are going to start coming in larger numbers. So um, we already have people from the Ukraine, from Afghanistan, from Iran, um, and some of those will be at the party and you can actually meet them there um, and talk to them about their story of coming here. So... um, that's another big thing that people really like about the party is being able to meet the people that yeah. they've actually helped support. Mm-hmm. I uh, love that it's on a Monday, Kelly, because it'll be a Monday fun day, <laughs> checking out the uh, Pride patio party. Uh, we're going to direct people to endoftherainbow.ca. Thanks so much, Kelly. Kelly Ernst, president of the End of the Rainbow Foundation. It's a great initiative, providing backpacks and school supplies to ensure all kids are ready for the new school year. To find out how we can help, we're joined by Dr. Martha Hart, founder and director of the Owen Hart Foundation. Good morning to you, Martha. Good morning, Sue and Andy. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for being here. Can you tell us about not just the history in how many years this has been going on, the inspiration, Dr. Hart, why was this important for you to start something like this? Well, you know, we've been doing our good work in the community for over 20 years now. Um, But a few years back, we decided that we were going to uh, start this event to, you know, have something fun to do with our sponsors. And so we started off small. We only were giving away 150 backpacks at the time. We weren't sure what the response would be. And then we were overwhelmed, actually, by the reception that we got and the the realization that there is such an incredible need in our city. And truly, if we had the funds, we could give thousands of backpacks away. And just an example, this year we were just going to give um, 700 backpacks away. And then one of our community agencies came to us and said, you know, we need at least 150 backpacks. So then, you know, we dug deep and uh, we found a way to make it happen. And so this year we're doing 850. And of course, we survived by 
support from the public and uh, you know through donations and um, you know we we also like to make it a fun community event for the kids so that it's really exciting and we do it at trapped escape room and we uh, give balloons and popcorns and stuffed animals and other products like dental hygiene products so if there's any dentists out there that mm. want to help us next year we'd really appreciate it but the reason why we do it is because of course you know we want to help those who are most in need and there are a lot of vulnerable citizens in in our city and especially with the economy like you were just talking about it's so scary you know people are really struggling and so um we're really happy that our Owen Hart Foundation organization and our committee can come together and do this initiative and really help give back to our city and surrounding areas and this year while well, we did it last year too we're also partnering with the calgary police youth foundation and adopting schools so we're actually helping nine different schools and agencies this year providing backpacks and their stuffed backpacks full of school supplies I love this. You you do so much great work in the community and in your husband's name, Owen Hart. I just, you know, you keep giving and you keep coming up with new things every year to do more and to help out more. So if folks want to help out, obviously you said it's at Trapped Escape Room tomorrow, Saturday from nine till noon. You can drop off your supplies. You can drop off. So do we fill the backpack ourselves and then take it to you? No, you know what, if people want to, well, what we really need right now are stuffed animals. We're about 50 short, so we need some new stuffed animals dropped off. Um, but you know what, um, like if people donate items, then we, we we were packing the backpacks all last night. So if they want to donate items, and then we order really amazing backpacks that come with water bottles and lunch um, bags, and they're so great. So if people want to donate and they specify that they want to give to the backpack uh, event um, at the Owen Hart Foundation, then um, then we set that money aside, and then that's what we use it for. Okay. So, And I'll just make a quick mention to Sue that we got our big Sarah McLaughlin event coming up in October, October 13th, and that's our big big fundraiser too so people can support us that way as well owenhartfoundation.org with details on the upcoming event and this weekend including a list of those things that are needed thank you so much dr hart yes and thank you guys really appreciate it good stuff that's dr martha hart founder director of the owen hart foundation